0: I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. So I wanted to have you guys on because we are arriving at conference season. At the time of this recording, the Empowered to Connect conference is going to take place in Chicago starting tomorrow, and the KFO Summit is coming up, is it next month, Ryan?
1: Yeah, in Frisco.
0: Right. So we know that a lot of our listeners are probably going to either be attending one of these or perhaps watching uh, a simulcast, because we know the, the Empowered to Connect conference does a simulcast all over the country. And they might have questions afterwards, um, things like, you know, well, what do I do now? You know, what should I get involved with? What kind of resources should I be looking for? So I thought that we could provide a service to our listeners who might be having those questions by telling them what they could do.
2: Yeah, I think after leaving a conference, you'd like get really excited. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, I've learned all these new things and I'm going to go home and I'm going to implement them all tomorrow. Right. <laughs> And then they all fail miserably, and then you curl up into the fetal position with your chocolate and say, it's not working. Because I tried Why did everything. I even bother? Because
1: I tried everything. I tried everything. tried everything. everything. I did it. exactly what they said. All at once. All at once.
2: <laughs> I mean, you go home after the Empowered to Connect conference, and you're like, okay, did you want to compromise? And the kid's looking at you like, I don't even have a clue what, what you're talking that? about. What's a compromise, right? Or you're like, why don't you try that again? And your kid yells at you and says, I don't want to try it again. And you're like, wait, that's not how it's supposed to go, right? And I think that's so frustrating. And I've had so many parents say to me, I've tried everything. hmm and this TBRI stuff just doesn't work.
1: I like the way you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like, a lot of doubt in your turn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's it. Because it's like they, they've tried everything. The problem is they tried everything all at once on the same day. Mm. And usually what I find is that people have started with correcting tools because behaviors are the hard part. Right. And so they think if I just jump in and I try all of these correcting tools that I've learned that I can stop the behaviors. Mm -hmm. But our goal isn't stopping behaviors. Our goal is connection. And if our goal is connection, then we have to start with connecting principles. And the behaviors will begin to change as our kids feel more connected. And yeah, of course, we have to correct behaviors, right? We don't ignore behaviors. But I think we just fail to start in the right place. We go home wanting to implement correcting tools when we need to go home and begin implementing those connecting tools and the empowering tools right? because those are the ones that are the, they're going to get the ball rolling in Mm. the right direction.
0: Well, it's like building a house, right? You can't build a house all in one day. Right. You've got to start with your foundation and then add on from there and the connection is the foundation part.
2: Yeah, you don't get to start like picking out the chandeliers or the pretty flooring or whatever. You have to
0: start with the... You do have to pick that out ahead of time because it takes a few weeks for it to be delivered. But (laughs) There
2: you go. But you but you have to you have to do the boring stuff first. Right. You have to lay the foundation. And not that I think connecting is boring, but you know what I mean. Right. Like it's not ultimately what you're thinking, like, I need to fix these behaviors. It's, it's not what most or, parents
0: think of as the thing that's gonna change the behavior. Well, yeah, yeah
1: because you don't because you think you'll get payoff faster faster mm-hmm. if you implement the correcting principles because that's ultimately where most people get stuck in their parenting is that they wanna see changed behaviors mm-hmm. and they don't understand that, yeah, we can build a house, but as that song from Sunday School reminded us <laughs> that if you don't build a house on a firm foundation, it, it crashes when storms come, mm-hmm. which is true because if, if, your, if your house is not built on a um, foundation of connection, and healthy, strong relationship. And if you're not seeking that relationship and building that relationship and mentoring that relationship and, and coaching that relationship with your children, you are building your house um, on sand. And so that, that song that I sang in Sunday school as a child, taken straight from Jesus's words, that uh, he, he said that was foolish to build your house on the sandy f- foundation. But I think that a lot of us don't recognize that, that wanting to correct first is not a firm foundation. I think we have the opposite view of that. I think we think that is the firm foundation mm-hmm. on which we must build things. Right. But we need to recognize that if we were building a house, we don't put the roof on first.
0: Right. Yeah. This not
1: going to be a great house. Um, and you know, I feel like we kind of get get stuck in that in that sand as parents because we want to put all of our attention. You know, we and I, cause, and I speak from personal experience. When we first came to this stuff, I told Kayla, "I, I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, the kids need to know we're in charge, and we need to crush the rebellion. We had to go full Star Wars on them. <laughs> Bring out the
0: Death Star right just, away. Come
1: on, right away. Let's fire that thing up. Let's 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 seduce them into thinking it's not fully operational. You know, <laughs> but that doesn't work." it doesn't work if you go into somebody swinging swinging your fists at them metaphorically of course they punch back Mm -hmm. and kids are people too except our kids have survival strategies and defense mechanisms and have seen this before and they're not impressed by it so they push even harder on it but if you could just work on that that relationship then that is the foundation from which all good things come
0: that's a good point ryan and speaking of relationship You know, our parents are coming out of these conferences with information overload. Mm. They've had so much knowledge now, but they don't necessarily know how to implement it. So what are some small steps that they can take to start building that relationship and connecting closer?
2: I would say starting with some connecting activities. Um, There's a book called I Love You Rituals. That's a really good book that has some just some sweet little rhymes and some just some connecting rituals that you can do with your kids. They're great for bedtimes. They're great for, um, you know, just transition times between things. It's, It's geared towards younger kids. So you have to think a little outside the box for older kids. So if you've got teenagers, you might be saying, hey, let's go sit at Starbucks. Let's go get, you know, Let's go get something to drink at Starbucks or Mm. let's go um, grab a milkshake after we put the little kids to bed or something like that. You know, so you're going to have to think outside the box um, for those older kids and find some ways to connect with those kids. Um, I remember hearing a mom talking about how her kid loved to text. And so they began connecting through text messages Mm. um, and she would just you know, send a sweet text message, Hey, just thinking about you or, Hey, saw this funny ad on TV and it made me think about you. Hope you're having a good day, you know? So even when they were apart, they were connecting and Mm. that child knew, Hey, mom's thinking about me, even though I'm not there. And so just, just adding in those little bits of connection every day. I mean, like five to 10 minutes of connection, Mm. um, Or things like, I I like your story you told us the other day about waking your kids up when when (laughs) Kelly was out of town. And just how you came in there and were like, just real sweetly woke them up. And they were just like, that's a nice way to be woken up, right? I mean, that's connecting, right? Starting your day with connection. Mm. I just think that's really, it's key to just be really intentional about those connecting moments because it can be really easy to just get caught up in all the behaviors and then the connecting doesn't come naturally. And then you have to be really intentional. So maybe even writing a plan out of, okay, this child I'm really struggling to connect with. And so I'm going to write out, here are three ways I can connect with this child today. And I'm Mm going to figure out how to work one of them in.
0: It doesn't have to be anything big. No, no, it doesn't
2: have to be, I mean, you don't have to go and buy something or do something or go somewhere. It can literally be, this child loves a certain TV show, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, can I sit and watch with you? I've never seen this show before."
1: Or ask questions about it. Or ask questions yeah, we about the show that with our kids. Um, Timeless, the time travel show. The kids love that. Yeah, because of all the history, right? They go back in time every episode, mm. and so um, we watch it with our two all, our two teenagers. And I was good, I was just going to add that you know sometimes we overthink things and yeah. think that you know in order to affect change we have to have this grand gesture. Or, um, you know, maybe you know, figure out how to do something big with the kids, but honestly, with with our 15 year old son, what I have found is, um, if I need to run an errand, I'll just say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, whatever, do you want to ride with me? And we talk a little bit in the car. He usually, you know, runs the radio station and finds a song he likes and explains to me why he likes the song, and then I realize that I'm. Have turned into my father. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this song it's just is so noise. Nice. <laughs> just noise. What are they saying? But in my, in my defense, my dad was being critical of much better music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half joking. Um, so, anyhow, but you know, all we'll just talk about, about, um, about soccer, you know, the, the Manchester United game or whatever that, that we watched. And it's nothing big. He just rides in the car with me. There's no there's no payoff in terms of he gets anything out of it. Uh. He just likes to, to ride in the front seat and shoot the breeze. We'll talk about cars or, or just listen to music. Um, you know, uh, here's, here's a great connection activity that I have discovered. And I know not everybody can do this, but uh, Tyler has been playing soccer since he was four years old. It's 15 and a half now. And um, he loves watching it, he loves. Th- he, th- he thinks like a coach. And I coached for a long time, including high school. Um, he broke his arm. And and uh, when the cast came off, it hadn't healed correctly. I mean, he broke a bone in his hand. And so when the cast came off, it hadn't healed to the doctor's satisfaction and Slat pain. So they recast him. So by the time he gets the cast off, it'll be 20 weeks since he broke his hand. And as a result of that, he, he is not able to play soccer this season. And so he was really bummed out about that. And I said, well, don't you want to coach um, your five-year-old sister's team? <laughs> and, um, and he said, yeah. And so it turned out, so we have a, a, one of the moms is an assistant coach uh, purely to, to really help Tyler. And because he's 15 and the, the league doesn't allow uh, people that young, uh, younger than 18, to be the head coach. Mm because the background check stuff or whatever so but he um he comes up with practice plans we talk about that so i'm coaching him how to be a coach and he'll send me stuff and then he watches videos and and i literally stand with my arms folded on the sideline and visit with the parents while he coaches and i know you think well how are you connecting then well outside of that moment to right. be playing together. We practice, like at, at games, he coaches, he manages the game. I just stand there uh, and encourage him and like encourage the girls and high five them when they score. But it's been a really, really great time of connection for he and I by me saying, look, I, I trust you with this and I'm going to help you be better at it. Right, And, and I literally... have to bite my tongue sometimes because he's super competitive like one of the kids got hurt like somebody stomped on her foot on saturday and she's crying so she comes out of the game he walks so i think he's going out there to help her he walks right by her because he sees this opening of oh my gosh um the game stopped and he starts like yelling at this five-year-old girl and how how does she need to deliver the corner and i'm like like, bud Uh. what, what about the little girl that's hurt Well, how are they going to know what they're supposed to do? I'm like, (laughs) if they don't think that you care about them, they will not listen to you.
0: Right. But
1: just let's care about the five year old that's crying before we care about the corner. (laughs) And I had to stop with my arm, Michelle. I said, Bud, the only person that's going to remember your U6 coaching record is Is you. you.
0: (laughs) Right. And he will.
1: Oh my gosh, he angry. They lost for the first time. He was undefeated as a coach until Saturday, and he was not amused.
2: But I think for our kids, I think just finding something that they enjoy, mm-hmm. even if we don't enjoy it as much as they do, finding something that- <laughs> Or
1: at all. Or at all. That's also good marriage advice but, if yes. we we'll just put that out there.
2: But finding something that they enjoy and taking an interest in it. Is such a connecting activity, it's
1: life giving to them. It's like, yeah. it's like it is, it's, like, it's validation. Yeah, it's, it's water yeah. to a thirsty plant. It's so good.
2: We have um, one of our daughters is really into like anime and drawing anime and writing these stories, and they it's, are not interesting to me.
0: It's manga, yes, manga. She does like the manga. Anime's she, the
1: film, manga's the printed. Oh, work. there you go. I don't, I don't see, think uh, this is what. I didn't this think podcast that. is about bucks
2: Didn't realize that.
1: <laughs> that. That's the other one you're on, Chris. I, I just, I just know that there's one parent, one parent. that's gonna know. It's gonna know.
2: See, I and had so, no okay, idea. I'm, See, I'm
1: helping that. Clearly, person out. I had no idea. I don't mean to interrupt your story here, but I have to give Chris a plug. Oh dear. Um, Chris and Dallas have a podcast called the Big Fat Geek Podcast. Just Google it; you'll find it. And um, where they, I'm sure, discussed for thirty minutes the difference between <laughs> anime and manga one night. That's
0: actually one subject we have not gotten up to yet. But, <laughs>
1: but episode next idea. Episode now we're going to have to do that. So there that's you go. a shameless plug for Big, big Fat Geek Podcast that i friends with. Thank you very much.
2: But so our daughter loves this, and she, it is of no interest to me. But she wants to read me her stories and show me her drawings that she's done.
1: Her drawings are getting good too. They're good. They're really I mean, hope I just she never really, listens to this episode.
2: She's really talented, and so I sit and I listen. And you know what? The more I've listened, the more exciting it gets for me. Not just because I think the stories are great that she writes, but because it's my daughter that's writing them. Right. And so she brought me a story yesterday and said, "Here, mom. Here." You know, read what I've written so far. And she literally had stopped in the middle of a sentence, and it was like a cliffhanger in the middle of a sentence. I told her, I'm like, you're playing a trick on me. You asked me to read this, and now I have no idea what happened to that central character. And then I got invested in it. And I was, yes. I need to know. And she just laughed, and she was so excited about it, and she goes, I promise, as soon as I have a break from my schoolwork, I'm going to go finish that sentence for you. And she did. She finished it and wrote a few more paragraphs so I could hear a little more about what happened to this character. But I could have very easily just said, ah, yeah, no, no. I'm, that's, uh, that's not my style of writing. I don't really, I'm not really <laughs> interested in that. But instead, we were able to connect over it because she was excited that mom was excited about her, what she was doing. Yeah. Right. So I think just finding, being really intentional to find those things that we can connect with our kids on, um, I think that's a starting place for all of us. I mean, we can all start there. Yeah. We can all start. And it seems so simple, but I think we can all just go. I could find 10 minutes or five minutes that I could connect with my kids today. You know, I, and it's harder. I know when you have lots of kids, Yeah. right. I mean,
0: lots of small kids or lots of
2: small kids, or, you know, you have a limited amount of time with your kids. Maybe, you know, I'm home with my kids all day, so I have more opportunities, but some people, you know, they work all day, their kids are in school all day and they have shorter amount of time. So you have to be creative and you have to have a plan because if you don't have a plan, you won't stick to it and you'll have really good intentions, but you won't actually do it. And so especially when you have lots of kids sit down and make a plan and especially for the kids that it's harder for, because we all have that one or two kids that that it's harder for us to connect with. And Mm. that's the one we need a written plan that says, I'm going to do this every morning or I'm going to be do this as soon as they get off the bus or whatever.
1: You know, um, it doesn't take as much as, as a lot of people think, right? Because people go, oh my gosh, it's going to unsettle my whole day. Well, um, <clears throat> like here, here's an example. Our kids, um, Allison Hayton, who was on a couple of episodes earlier, uh, when she was down here, she taught our kids to play a card game called Garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the real name of the card game. That's what's called at our house, and our five-year-old is obsessed with garbage. <laughs> like she obsessed. gets out of bed, like get bed in the morning. Now,
0: see, someone hears that sentence out of context.
1: <laughs>
2: that's
0: right. Our five-year-old is obsessed with garbage. Yes. Let me
1: try that again. Our five-year-old daughter is obsessed with the card game garbage. Um, that's a good catch. Thank you, Chris. Um, she she seems to be sort of you know amb- ambivalent towards garbage. Actually, you know, like, she can take it or leave it, um, but she wants to play this game all the the time and you know playing a hand of garbage takes maybe four minutes Mm. and so do you know what we do some mornings before we have breakfast play some cards and it changes the whole trajectory of her day and i have to make a five minute investment Mm. look i don't care how busy you are you got five minutes yeah and the best part about it is that four of our kids jump into that card game and we've spent four, five minutes, and four of our children have realised that mom and dad think they're important. Mm. That's it. That's all we had to do. Uh, you know, after dinner, we play some garbage as sort of the cooling down activity before we go upstairs to bed, and they settle better. Um, we, you know, we've mentioned this before. We play whack a mole at bedtime around here. <laughs> Again, I'm making air quotes, <laughs> metaphorical. <laughs>
2: uh, We're not blah. actually whacking any children. Uh, my
1: children aren't actually moles. We're not whacking them. Okay.
0: And there's not the arcade game here at the no, house. No, I'm not, not getting tickets playing.
1: or points or whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like they don't. They 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 have such a hard time settling. Yeah. And part of that, you know, can, can I mention the I love you rituals? Having rituals are important, mm. and and you can change your rituals because for a season they will work, and for then for a time they will not. So. Yeah. Um, what we've been doing this whole week is two nights this week um, and one of the reasons we didn't do it tonight is because said five-year-old is sleeping over at grandma and grandpa's house. Mm. Um, We sat and played cards, literally played three hands of garbage last night and she did not come downstairs once and she slept in her bed through the night. Yay! All because we connected around something that she thinks is fun. You can play, you know, I remember watching Kayla, we're not video game people, okay, okay, like I'll play like a racing car game or something with the boys. Um, Kayla even plays less than that. But when they reissued Mario Super Mario on the Nintendo Wii years <laughs> ago, um, they would sit and play that dumb game on Saturday afternoons for hours. It was such a great time of connecting because you know she was reliving her childhood when that that game came out. I guess. <laughs> yes,
0: and I.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm a bad. <laughs> I'm as bad <laughs> at it now <laughs> as I was then. <laughs> And my kids think it's hysterical that I keep falling off the end of things and running into these. Why can't you just stop, mom? Yeah, they're like, mom, mom, just stop. Get in a bubble. I think there is like little bubbles. You you jump over the mushroom. I know I am terrible at it, but it's connecting, right? I mean, it's a connecting activity.
1: And you also get they also get a scoreboard. You right, so they really like (laughs) clicking this thing.
2: Oh, you know there was um, so our one of our kid our kids therapist. We were talking one time about. Just little rituals and connecting kind of things. And one of the things she said to me was, you know, singing songs over mm. your kids can be really sweet, right? So one of our kids, um, I, I'll go tuck him in at night, right? And Ryan usually goes and he'll snuggle with all the kids and then I'll go and they call it double tuck. Oh. So he snuggles, sends them all to bed, and then I go and tuck them in and say goodnight and all the stuff. And so, I sang him this little song, and I just kind of made the song up as I was going, but it was like, twinkle, twinkle, little star, God has placed you where you are, mm. um, from curly brown hair down to your toes. I don't even remember all of that I said. Like, I just kind of made it up as I went along. And he giggled with delight. Like, he was like, I love that song. Where did you learn it? And I was like, I just made it up. And he just thought it was like the greatest thing ever. And it was such a sweet connecting activity. Yeah. And he asks me for it. Will you sing that song about me again? <laughs> so I think noticing... The song's
1: about his favorite topic. It is.
2: <laughs> but noticing things about our kids is such a connect, a way to connect with our kids, yeah. right?
1: When you told that story, it made me think of something Kurt Thompson says, is that, um, is it that God delights in you. And I think he's giggling because he's realizing in that moment that you, his mother are delighting mm-hmm. in him. Kayla told me we should sing to our kids and then the first time I did it she yelled and told me to stop. <laughs> we were singing Paradise City and I was playing the guitar.
2: That's exactly what I was going for.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Paradise City. Yes. For parents out there who have an Echo Dot or you know, Amazon Echo in their house, you know, one of the things that my two little guys will ask for is they will ask uh the echo you know alexa can you play instrumental lullabies and we'll let them you know go through instrumental lullabies we'll set a sleep timer for about about 15 minutes or so Uh, color me surprised when one of the instrumental lullabies that comes on one night is a soft instrumental version
1: of paradise (laughs) there's a whole uh, it
0: was awesome
1: (laughs) there's a whole guns and roses lullaby album It's like welcome to the jungle at bedtime (laughs)
2: That's crazy.
1: It's uh, yeah. Welcome to the jungle makes people sleep. And um, I, I know we're probably getting short on time here, so I do just want to add one thing. you are talking about next steps, right? Because one one of the things that that I that I heard Darren, I think Darren Jones said this originally. Um, but I, I, I used the I used the uh, the old the first time I quoted it was Darren Jones always says, and the next time I said. <laughs> A wise A person wise once person, said, yeah. and, that, and then that, now I just say, it's like I've always said, <laughs> um, Jed Medifund actually taught me that assimilation of, of uh, quotes, <laughs> progression. Um, but Darren once said, the problem, the problem with conferences, and, and I agree with him because, because conferences, um, right, their greatest strength is their greatest weakness, right, is, is that they're pep rallies, yeah, because you're convinced that you can do it, which is awesome. Hmm. But when you leave, that's, what, that's mostly what you got because you left your notes on the plane or whatever, right? Or, or, or you didn't take any or anything like that. So, but Darren said once, um, the problem with just going to conferences and not going deeper is that um, when your kid, the conferences are great, but when your kid's peeing against the wall on Tuesday, what do you got then? Right. And if all you have is rah-rah, boom bah, and again, I want to be clear. Conferences are great. We go to them a lot. We speak at them a lot. And we're big fans of conferences. But you have to, you have to know what the next steps are. And so always tell people, l- learn how to do compromises and choices well and start there. Okay? Because... And connect, 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 connect. Because your kids know what. If you're willing to compromise with me, you care about me because you care about what I want. So remember, right. rule of thumb. You compromise once... You don't stack compromises. You can choice people into submission all day long. (laughs)
2: Choice people into submission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think Redo's too can be a really effective tool, but all of these tools have to be used proactively. Mm -hmm. You can't wait till that moment, right? You got to practice outside the moment. You got to practice outside the moment. I mean, you have to proactively. We're crushing listing (laughs) tools. (laughs) We We are. We are.
0: But
1: allowing I, a child to compromise gives them a voice.
0: Oh, there
2: you it go. It does. It does. So, but we don't want to try too many things. Yeah. Yes. So, I would say my top three things that I would say, if you if you had to have three things, what can I do after a conference? I've learned all these things. Where do I start? I'd say start with connecting. Add ten minutes a day. Yeah. Um, of connecting with each of your kids or five minutes. If you've got a whole house full of kids, and like so we've been minutes.
0: talking about, you can probably five, find that five or 10 minutes in something you're already doing with them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come help mommy or daddy
1: cook. Yeah. Yes. Do that There's all, the all our sorts our of simple
2: yeah. ways to add them in and do these connecting activities. I would say, start with empowering, make sure you're giving them food and water, healthy snacks and water, every two hours set timers set timers i we had to do that at first with some of our kids because um we would forget and we would think oh my gosh we just ate and then when we really looked at it we didn't just eat it had actually been three or four hours but it seemed like it for us yeah and then um my third would be redos because redos are really simple in the moment and you don't necessarily have to teach outside the moment for that. You can just go, Hey, would you, can you try that again for me? Can we walk back over here? And can we, instead of running through the living room, can we just walk through the living room? And And I'll do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not always going to work perfectly. It's not always going to be, you know, just how you see it in the videos or how we demonstrate it or whatever, but those things, you know, connecting, empowering, and then, you know, just trying a redo, those three things would probably be my top three. I would say go home. And then as you come home, and it may be, maybe some of the things you learned are complete polar opposites to the way you've been parenting. Yep. And you're like, oh no, I have really done some things I shouldn't have done. Or you feel a little bit of guilt over, I, I should have been doing these things and I feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about it because it's Ryan's favorite quote from my Angelou. We do the best we can until we know better, and then we do better, right? And I think if we start to do better now instead of feeling guilty about what we did before, um, and we can also leverage the conference and say, you know how we were gone for those couple of days and we went to this conference yeah, there you go. we learned some really cool new mm-hmm. things and we're going to try them out with you. Yes. Can I teach you some of these things and start teaching your kids and telling them I'm trying to do better too. You know, sometimes you get in trouble for doing something and you want to try and do better. Well, I'm trying to do better too and I don't want to do X, Y, and Z anymore. So can you help me? And we're going to do this differently, right? I mean, yeah. you leverage those experts that you listen to And tell your kids you're trying something new. Because I think kids understand, wow, mom's trying something different. She's not going to get it right all the time. Or dad's going to, you know, he's going to attempt to do this, but he might not get it right. But at least they know you're trying something different and they don't look at you like, oh my gosh, what'd you do with my parents, (laughs) right?
1: Who is this reasonable person that you have replaced my father with? (laughs) No, I, I think that's good advice though about leveraging the conference thing because change is hard and as much as we're as we're pay, as we're change resistant um, we have to realize that our children for the most part like change even less because they had to experience an enormous change because right. they now live in that in a family they were born into so right. i think that's really really great advice and probably a no no more wisdom will come after that in this episode so probably wrap it up <laughs> but i do want to say one thing and that is that contractually I am required to use the Maya Angelou quote every episode, Caleb.
2: <laughs> and I said it for you this time.
1: Yes, I feel like unsettled and uncomfortable. Like I stole it from I you do. and I, I should have let you say it. I'm w- so sorry. Grand larceny. <laughs> would, would, would you do like a redo?
2: Yeah. Can, can I get a redo?
1: No, I think, I think <laughs> no. you did fine. No. I'm, okay. All right. I was just checking. I'm an adult. Okay, good. Some days.
2: I, I do want to add one thing, though, that I was thinking about. I think you also have to expect that things may get worse before they get better. Yeah. Because sometimes when we start changing things, it unsettles our kids. And so when you start to change these things, push through it and keep, keep going knowing that it, it does get better.
0: And I would say double down on the connection.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's why we start there. But sometimes I remember talking to a mom once and she was like, I realized that I need to connect with my child more. And so I told my child, we're going to connect for like an hour every day (laughs) and the child couldn't handle it and said, no, no, but didn't with their words say no with their actions. They said no. And so we have to start small and we have to realize that sometimes when we're drawing our kids closer, it's going to have them, they're going to push us away a little more. And so we have to just realize that that's going to happen and say, I'm going to trust that this does work because it is research-based. It is evidence-based, right? I mean, we've used it in our family for the last eight years and have seen the huge impact that it has made on our kids. So over the long haul, it does pay off. But there are, when you start to make changes, you will see some resistance and some pushback. Um, And it might seem like things are getting worse instead of better. So keep pushing through.
0: And stay small. Yes. Well, I hope we've given all of you conference goers a foundation to build upon as you come home with all this new knowledge. We're also going to include a link in the show notes to Empowered to Connect parent trainers who can walk you through a lot of these tools in more depth. If you have any questions for us, you can email them to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. dot com. We also have a Facebook group just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you feel like you can fit your question into 280 characters, feel free to tweet it to us at One Big Happy Home. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and now on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from the show, we would appreciate a review in any of these locations. Ryan, Kayla, thank you once again for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Chris. It is always. Right.
0: The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thank you for listening.